This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. A guy I believe I've been looking for for at least 10 years, um, Chris Martinson. I've been looking for a guy that sees the world in the way that I do, that doesn't buy into the, quite honestly, Harvard Business School or the Wharton School of Business lies that the the bankers are telling themselves right now uh, about what's coming in the economy and, and how do we get out of this mess. Um, he's from peakprosperity.com. It, we're pl- proud to have him as a, a Glenn Beck contributor now. Last time we talked about the collapse of pensions and getting out of your pension and taking that lump sum if you have that uh, ability. Um, today I want to talk to him a little bit about digitizing uh, currency because this is not being heard in the media anywhere. They're not talking about it. And, you know, two weeks ago when India, all of a sudden, you can't buy anything with cash over the equivalent of $7 in India um, with cash. When Australia's Citibank, our Citibank, says they're now going to be introducing branches completely cashless, Something is coming our way, and we wanted to get uh, Chris on the phone with us now. Hey, Chris, how are you? Oh, I'm doing very well, Glenn. Good to be back with you and all your listeners. Thank you. Um, So, Chris, tell me, um, first of all, for anybody who hasn't heard this, it sounds conspiratorial and sounds crazy that we're going to live in a cashless society. Can you give us any evidence that that shows, no, the world is changing rapidly? Well, you know, this war on cash actually began a while ago with uh, seeing somebody like Andrew Haldane, who is an official at the Bank of England, or Larry Summers here in the United States. Uh, They started with this war talking about uh, how the high-denomination bills are being used by criminals, by terrorists, tax cheats. That's what it was wrapped in. But your listeners need to understand that the war on cash is really rooted in the idea that central banks would love to be able to push you into negative interest rate territory. They feel constrained by the idea that you could take your cash out of a bank and no longer be subject to their policies. And they've been pretty open about it. They've been saying that, but they also use this criminal angle. So that's the same angle that was just used in India by uh, Prime Minister Modi to say, hey, we've got to get rid of these bills because criminals. Right. So that's the argument being used, but it's really to control the money of the people. That's really what it's hard, it, hard and, here. May I say, Chris, that it, it appears to me to be almost the angle of being able to steal our money uh, as well. Um, they'll do it legally um, by a, a bail-in as opposed to a bail-out and negative interest rates. Um, when, and, and can you explain negative interest rates and what that means to the average person that has any money in the bank at all? Absolutely. I'd be glad to. It should be an easy concept, but it's hard to really understand. But a negative interest rate means if I put $1,000 in the bank and there was a negative interest rate of 10%, in a year I would have $900 left uh, when, we, when we looked at it. So what happens with a negative interest rate is that you hand your money over to some institution or entity and you get less of it back in the future. 
That's the idea. And the reason they want to have a negative interest rate is, is if they put interest rates down at zero, the idea is they want everybody spending, borrowing and spending, but some people prefer to save. And those people aren't doing their job of cranking the economy up. So how do you force people to spend who don't want to spend? Well, you punish them. And the way you punish them is with something called a negative interest rate. So you, you could, because this is what I would do, I find out that the banks have changed their rules where they can have a bail-in, where we are now the, um, the investor of uh, last in line. You, can you explain that? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Um, if the banks go out, um, instead of going to the federal government, they come to the people who put money in the deposits? Well, sure. It's easy to understand if you under, think of a bank not as a, uh, a bank, but it's, it's a company. And when a company goes into receivership, it's entered bankruptcy, it, it no longer it, its assets are vastly exceeded by its liabilities, well, you have to break that company up for whatever's left. And there's a chain of a hierarchy of people who are in line to divvy up the spoils of what's left of this broken company. So what you're referring to is that most people have this wrong. They think that when they put money in the bank, they have money in a bank account. It's not true. What you've done is you've given an unsecured loan to the bank, and the, your asset is the bank's liability. So in a bankruptcy or if a bank goes into what's called technically a receivership, you're actually at the bottom, almost at the very bottom of the list of people who are in line to receive the spoils of whatever's left of that company because you are an unsecured uh, creditor of the bank. So it is a way for the bank to gamble, really, with your money um, and make these crazy investments that we all know are dangerous. Um, and they get away with it because they say, well, the government is going to pay, the FDIC will pay everybody back, so they'll get their money through the government, and then we can take that money and pay off any of our debts or, or whatever. So when I heard about that, my first instinct is, well, I don't want my money in those risky banks, so I'm going to take my money out. Well, if you do that, then the economy really collapses, so you have to trap the money in the bank. And how do you do that? Especially if they want to have negative interest rates and make sure that you're spending all of your cash. Well, absolutely. For, for a government official or a policy official, the, the thing they dream about most is to have you completely trapped and contained so they can do whatever policies make sense to them at the time. So cash gives you as a private citizen an outlet, a way of not being in the banking system. But Glenn, you've characterized it just right. So they're saying, first of all, you have to be in the banking system. We're going to move to a cashless society, so you have to have all of your funds within this system. And then we're going to set the rules of the system, which basically come down to heads we win, tails you lose. Banks take big risks. The risks pay off. They pay themselves massive bonuses. Risks don't work out. They don't get paid off. Then they come after your funds. And we've seen this happen already. That's what happened in Cyprus. That's what happened in some of the Greek yep. banks. We're soon to see it in the Italian banks. It's spreading. It's a concept. It's coming here. All right. It's already happening in Australia. It's already happening in India. It is already happening in uh, Sweden. They're talking about doing it now, seriously moving in that direction. Um, is this just 
a, a fluke that these things are happening, or is this wheel now in in motion, rolling down a hill, and it's not going to stop? Well, really, this started uh, actually probably 15 or 20 years ago. So what's happened is that instead of allowing normal business cycles to happen under the Greenspan Fed, remember that name from way yep. back, decided, hey, we're going to defeat the business cycle. But what they really did was they blew bubbles, one bubble, then another, then another. And the whole world kind of got addicted to it. And I think the policymakers, they feel trapped, Glenn. They're looking at this thing, how do we possibly deal with all this money we've printed, what do we do? It's binary. It either expands or it collapses at this point. That's, I think, their fear. And 2008 really scared them, got a lot of people in very high places very worried that they were looking at the proverbial light in the tunnel coming at them. So I think this is a, a reaction. I would also almost call it a normal reaction. But people need to be aware that at the same time these people, I think, were legitimately concerned wouldn't you know it, by the time all the rules got written, they really were written in favor of the elites, uh, the very yeah. powerful, the well-connected, and really at the disadvantage of everybody else. And that's just classic sausage-making in Washington, I think. So, uh, Chris, we're, we're speaking with Chris Mortensen from uh, peakprosperity.com. Chris, this is Pat Gray. I, I'm just wondering, it, it's, you said it's taken 15 to 20 years to get to this point. Does that mean we still have some time, or what, what would you or consider the timeline? May I suggest that it, 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 we are 1-2008 away from this Yeah, happening. is it something that can just start cascading now be, due to some, we, we talk about it all the time, some sort of event, terrorism or whatever, or will this draw out for a while longer? Well, Pat, it's really hard to, to um, make that prediction, because what we're talking about here is a complex system. And uh, here's what we know about complex systems. You can't predict what's going to happen or when. It's like a a, a fault line is a complex system. Scientists study them like crazy because we'd love to know when's the next earthquake, how big Mm -hmm. is it going to be. We can't know that. But what we can know is if the earthquake hasn't let go in a while, and it's supposed to, that the chance of the next earthquake happening sooner is higher, and it being larger is also higher. So what's happened since 2008 is we've just piled up the risks. We've just made them larger by papering over. But what, because of what you're saying, what the government counts on then is that, yeah, we can draw this out a lot longer. And that's what they're hoping for, right? They're they're just hoping to continue the policies that they've had, but but, let us here, right? But they're going to just keep going until we are already blamed. We are already 18 months past a point where a natural recession should have happened. Yeah. So now. We never really got out of the problem that we had in 2008. We made it much worse. And going into a natural recession is going to cause all, wreak all kinds of havoc. And will, if they, they will try to solve it with things that will just make this bubble even more dangerous down the road. Chris, what do we do? What does the average person do? Like, for instance, when I saw Australia um, and India both go within two weeks to basically a cashless society in, in uh, India, um, my first thought was, okay, I want to get gold, and I also want to get um, crazy things, like possibly Bitcoin. What, what, do you, what do you recommend? What does the average person do? Well, the average person, I think, needs to get into two things you've just uh, identified, which are assets that are outside of this crazy system. 
So listen, you know, if you're if you're on a, a, a ship called the Titanic and, and you see your captain playing slalom with icebergs, um, get near the lifeboats. And in this story, real assets are the lifeboats. So I'm counseling people, you know, get out of debt, stay out of debt. If it's non-productive debt, don't don't do it. Have what's gold, non-productive? Wait, wait, wait what's what's non-productive debt mean? Like your house? Yeah, like, like, you know, buying a $40,000 car, if you can still get to work in a $20,000 car and be happy okay. as, as, as you can be. But uh, anything that, that you're going to take on, it's basically for consumption, right? So okay. rack up the credit card and, and take that nice trip. That's not going to be helpful here. Um, for many people, unfortunately, Glenn, it includes student loans. If you're getting a, a degree that doesn't really have a job attached to it, that may also be nonproductive. So okay. lots of things to think about, because what we learned in the 1930s was that when, not if, but when these bubbles blow up, debt is a stone-cold killer. So being out from under that, very helpful if people can get there. And, and what do you do, like assets, that's gold, that's silver, is that land? Is that what? It is. It's land. I, I particularly love productive land. It's either got timber on it, it's farmland, it's good commercial properties that happen to have, uh, you know, excellent rental histories, things like that can make a lot of sense. And this is because what's going to happen when these currencies finally give way is there's going to be a big scramble for the exits. There's trillions and trillions of of dollars floating around that are going to go out and look for real things. And we've been down this path before history. We've seen it a bunch of times and it's happening. I heard you mention it before. It's happening right now in Venezuela. Um, Chris, I would love to have you on uh, next time. I, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about, because I'd like to build the case on the, you know, uh, Donald Trump is talking about saying to China that they are currency manipulators. Well, I don't know how we have the balls to say that to China. We're the biggest currency manipulator on the planet right now. Um, and it always leads to the same kind of thing, trade barriers, trade wars, currency wars, and if we could, if you could explain that a little bit, um, because what I'd like to do over the next few episodes with you is get to the point to where people can understand that this currency, what, what uh, at least what I'm feeling, Chris, and I'd like you to think about this, and then we could talk maybe off the air. But what I think we're we're headed towards is what we went through in the 19 uh, teens, 20s, 30s, and into the 40s, where Currencies were devalued, destroyed, um, hyperinflation happened, the gold standard, then that was manipulated, uh, and the whole world shifted uh, during a war that nobody really understood. Wait a minute, the real power shifted with the currencies, and I think that's happening again. Would you agree with that? I absolutely agree with that, and it takes a little while to, to go through all the Explain, parts. yeah, right. But... People so could need you to understand what those big pieces are so they can decide right. for themselves what to do about it. Okay, so could you let's why don't you and I talk off the air here and maybe next week we could have you and, and do one other segment and and start to lay those segments out so people really understand what you and I just said and how that's going to work. Fantastic. I'd love to. Okay, Chris Martinson, he is with peakprosperity.com, peakprosperity.com. Uh, Chris Martinson, um, he'll join us again, hopefully, uh, next week. Um, you know, just perfect time for, for Christmas. <laughs> just to help bring in the holiday cheer. Oh, yeah, that is the ho-ho-ho break. <laughs> it, really it, it really is. That's putting the ho-ho-ho in hope. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. 
The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper Mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine, and they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn, $50 off the purchase of your mattress at Casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply.